What up, everybody? What up? And welcome to another edition of Pop Culture Perspective, aka PCP. This is episode three. We bringing it to you guys live and direct once again. Uh, Actually, it's not really live because no one's like watching us. Yeah, but I wasn't talking about live as in like this is what's going on currently. I was more like oh. live as an active, like, oh, oh this is like dope. Mm-hmm. When you use live and direct, it can be interchangeable. I understand. Mine was the hip-hop live and direct. I understand. So today we're talking about adulting. Yeah, mostly because we've had to do a lot of that recently. Yep, and so let's do a Meepstropedia for you before we start, you know. Spitting out some knowledge. <laughs> Adulting is a duty, errand, obligation to any person who is categorized as a so-called, quote, adult, end quote. Adulting side effects may include, one, paying for your own gas, two, learning that you do not mix in a red item of clothing while your white clothes are in the laundry. Three, living two weeks off of Top Ramen because you bought concert tickets instead. You know, we gotta make sacrifices sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four, I think. Wanting to buy healthy food but you're too poor to afford it. Number six. <laughs> We're struggling with numbers, apparently, so we're going to get through it. I didn't it. number it, so I don't know why I like numbering. <laughs> finally getting your oil change after... Oh, wait. Finally getting your oil change in your car after three months since the oil change light has been turned on. Those are just a couple of examples. Adulting symptoms may consist of paying for rent and water and gas and electricity and don't forget the wi-fi buying groceries that you can actually make meals out of reading a book for leisurely activity read a book motherfucker read a book <laughs> getting out of bed to go to work because you know your health insurance depends on it unless you don't have health insurance but you also need money so your money depends on it because we need money to live Cause that's how the world works. Cash rolls everything around me. Cream. It's all about the money. Peaches dollar and dollar cream? bill. Y'all. Limousine? No, I just said it. Remembering that your child is in the back seat. You know that four legged fluffy creature that sleeps all day and plays all day? And those are just some examples of adulting symptoms. Uh it may vary based off of your socioeconomic standpoint. Yes. But other than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are not limited to these examples. Adulting's hard. Why Yo. is it so hard? I swear we're not lazy, but sometimes we are. But why? <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's like, man, you think you're doing good until you got to move. Or until the fucking coronavirus fucks up your life. Yeah, but that's something that, like, is everybody. Everybody's kind of, like, on the, like... I'm kidding. Well, I'm not really kidding, but I'm kidding. I did that for dramatic, comedic effect. Oh, we need to add, like, little musical notes. But, I mean, at the same time, you're you're right. It's Everybody had plans, and then Corona was like... <laughs> no. Also, that was a reference to Kawhi Leonard's laugh, by the way. I think I did a pretty good impersonation. 
but yeah, so in us trying to find this apartment, it is getting a little bit more jarring in terms of like, oh shit, we're adults. Like, yeah. Though I've gotten older, I haven't gotten to a point where I've felt like I'm my parent. Because when I think of adults, I think about people who are older than me. And it's kind of funny because I'll never be older than them. So there's this thing where sometimes I put in my head that I'm not an adult because I'm not at the same like age level as them. But here I am, 30 years old. Well, I'm like an adult. age level as in when they were 30, they were doing like different things? Well, there is that um, measuring stick that I utilize, which obviously would be my parents because those are the first people I would think of mm-hmm. in terms of like success, things of that nature. But it's just sometimes... It's like, I'm 30, but I don't feel like what that age was supposed to represent in my head. I see. So, in terms of goal marks, in terms of even the way I look, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, is this what 30 is supposed to look like? Because this doesn't, in my eyes, this doesn't look 30. But I've also never felt that I looked my age, so. No, yeah, I remember when I was younger, people, because I saw my parents as old, but really, I think... Maybe when I was, how old was I? I think I was eight and my mom was 40 and I considered that old. Uh Like she, to me, when I was like younger, she looked old. Yeah. But now that I'm like 28, well, actually, I still look like I'm 12. You do. (laughs) You do. We went to Vegas once and she got carded. She was like the only person. I wasn't even drinking. She was the only person that got carded and she was the only one not drinking. (laughs) Oh, that's my life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like, no, I kind of get it because I don't feel like an adult either. Because, well, one, I get carded everywhere. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Two, I feel like even though I'm like independent, a lot of my family, especially on my dad, my dad's side, they like kind of like treat me like a kid, like not in a bad way, like my other side of the family but like you know they kind of like help me out Mm -hmm. as if i were like still living at home if that makes sense that does make sense or like if they i don't know they they still like give me like money and stuff and i'm truly grateful but it's like and they would never let me like pay for things either oh so yeah so it's like they kind of treat me and a kid in that aspect but i'm totally grateful for it but then still it's like like i can pay for this stuff you know like yeah you, you don't have to like give me like free handouts or anything yeah. of that nature but i appreciate them yeah <laughs> you know i think that's one of the things that kind of hampers that adult feeling especially when you are somebody who ends up like within a really family oriented household or just like network so Within my community, I know my parents have this thing where they just won't allow you to grow up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Where it's like you have conversations with the adults in your lives and you're like, hey, you know, you guys want me to have these responsibilities and uh, you guys want me to do certain things and hold me accountable to certain things. But it doesn't seem like when we're engaging in conversations about the way you treat me you know what I mean, or the way that you act in terms of, like, my maturity, all that jazz. Like, there's moments where I feel like the adults in my life 
want to try to like treat me as if I'm still young. And it's kind of understandable. At the end of the day, to them, they saw when I was born. Yeah. So I will always be a child in their eyes. They are still, you are still their kid. Yeah, like no matter what, that's how they're always picturing me. I get that. But there's moments where it's like, you know, now that I am an adult, I'm going to have a voice. I'm going to have an opinion. Um, I'm mature enough to where I can also inform you of how to love me a little bit better. Whereas maybe when I was younger, I didn't know or I didn't have the tools to be able to voice those opinions. But now that I do have the ability to voice those opinions and I'm voicing those opinions, it's being met with a little bit more uh, restrictions. It used to be an argument every single time with my dad and I in regards to like, hey, man, uh, I need you to, to, to love me in this type of way, like nurture me in this type of way as my father. I understand there are certain things that I'm lacking. And because, you know, you're also human, obviously there's certain things that you didn't learn either. And let's work together because that's what it is. Like your children also help you grow too. So I really appreciate the fact that it seems as he's gotten older, it's been easier to have those conversations with him. And he consistently surprises me with his accountability as well as like his willingness to just listen to what I have to say. Whereas there's a lot of other elements with a lot of other adults in my life and my family where I have those conversations and they're like, ha, ah, you're still a child. And I'm like, no, I'm 3-0. So I get it. By the way, happy Father's Day to your dad. Oh, thank you so much. I had a really good convo with him. He thinks I'm at work, but I'm just going to show up at the house and be like, hey, here's some Surprise! alcohol. Surprise! I love you. Well, actually, I just realized something now as you were saying that, like, I think maybe the reason why my dad's side of the family acts that way towards me is because my mom can't act that way towards me because she's sick. Yeah. I, so, you know, that really might be it. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. So I'm just, I just realized that now. But yeah, like, I wish I could tell my mom, like, those type of things, but mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, I, my mom wouldn't be able to comprehend it because mm. she's sick and she just doesn't have that, like, level of understanding in her brain at the moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, but because it's Father's Day, I, like, realize, well, throughout this whole year and, like, 2019 to, like, now, like, I realize that, e like, before because me and my dad we were close but we weren't like there he still like had his flaws uh, you know all of us do yeah, yeah yeah and it's like you know as i get older the more i realize like how grateful i am that he i don't want to say like i'm grateful because he even like on his like when he was like close to dying, he still thought about me and my mom and he like set us up to make sure that we lived a good life. And mm. so like, that's the reason why like I'm able to get by today is because like, he like set up everything so that I can be like where I am now, despite like, you know, me being like sick and everything and having to like go through my whole like medical journey mm -hmm. with my kidney transplants, like, it him like passing away it was sad but it's also like um it was also i see like the positivity i guess in that because he really like helped me out in setting up my future and 
yeah i didn't really like appreciate that until like now mm. after like years of therapy <laughs> well you know it's interesting that you say that because when i was talking to my dad in terms of father's day and my relationship with him i through that conversation i realized like you know perspective is just so crazy and it really is something that you can think of it as levels mm -hmm. when you're a child your perspective is the things that you can see in front of you you're very narcissistic because the world's so small yeah and as you get older and your brain develops and you learn how to critically think and hopefully you have other varying influences your scope of view changes and your perspective changes including how the people in relationship to you like your perspective on them changes and yeah. it comes with a little bit more weight with the more responsibility you have I feel that when you get older, and even if you had a hard childhood, I was telling my dad, you know, I know my childhood was hard. I know you raising me by yourself, you know what I mean, in California, that must have been really hard. And when I'm in it, I'm just going through this as a child. So, of course, resentment's being built. And yeah. I spent a good amount of time in maybe my young adulthood building up that resentment and having certain frustrations that I didn't understand, like, why I felt certain ways. But now that I am older and I personally have, have gone through the quote-unquote struggle of being an adult and being financially stable by myself, I think to myself, like, how the hell did my dad do it? You know what I mean? Like, though we struggled, I'm alive. I still went to college somehow. You know what I mean? I, I still were, was able to play basketball. Like, it was hard, but... I'm alive. You know what I mean? Like it's one of it's like that joke uh when somebody's like, "Man, you drive crazy." It's like, "But did you die though?" You know what I mean? Like shit was crazy, but did you die? And I realized that there's so many things that my dad nurtured in me in terms of like intelligence, like just talking in terms of just like navigation and stuff like that where he's re he really did set me up for stuff and he taught me things that he knew. And when I'm younger, when you look at your parents, you think that your parents have power to do whatever. And it's not until you get older and you realize the lack of power that anybody has within society unless they have a platform. And it's like, dang, like, this person really juggled all this and really tried to set me up for success utilizing the tools that they had available to them. And it sucks that they didn't have a lot of tools, but the tools that they used were like, it did help. It did. Yeah. And then you start nurturing that gratitude. And that's all I was telling him. I was like, you know, I know you didn't have a lot of tools, but thank you for utilizing everything that you did have to, to make sure that I was well taken care of and felt loved. Because my dad loves to tell me he loves me. And I feel it. I, I love to tell my friends I love them. Must be nice. <laughs> and yeah, that's another thing. Like, that's one thing I, I always tell him I appreciate. Mm -hmm. I He's a black male. I'm a black male. There's so many things that are pushed upon us in terms of society and how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to carry ourselves. And there's this certain sense of, like, mas yeah, cloth of masculinity that we're supposed to carry around us throughout the world. And because of my dad always consistently being like, you know what, it's cool to have emotions. It's cool to feel. It's cool to talk about those feelings. And I want you to talk to me about those feelings, things of that nature, even if he didn't have the tools to be able to navigate how to like assist me <laughs> when I did talk about those feelings he still welcomed that conversation mm -hmm. and I see a lot of my other friends don't have that dynamic with their parents and because they don't have that dynamic with their parents <laughs> it's harder for them to have those <laughs> dynamics with other people because yeah. your parents are your first teachers so yeah. if you don't know how to be nurturing or talk about things or uh, just express yourself or e touch even you know what I mean 
then how are you going to do that with other people? Yeah. Your parents are supposed to be the closest thing to you. They're the first things you know. They're the first people you know. Yeah. So, so it really does make it hard. I remember I had a conversation with my aunt about when my grandmother passed, and my aunt made the statement that she couldn't cry about it because she had to be strong for her family, uh, for her sons. And I said, you know, Auntie Nene, that actually does more harm than good because now you're raising two sons who look for you for, like, emotional support. But when they see that you're not even allowing yourself to cry, you're not allowing yourself to feel some type of way, but you're the design that they're supposed to follow, how are they going to navigate that? And she said, you know, I never thought about it that way. I was like, yeah. And I turned to my cousin. I was like, hey, boo-boo. <laughs> did, did, have you cried about this yet? Have you cried about grandma passing? And... He stated how he didn't know how to feel about it because he told himself, like, you know, that's my grandmother. I love my grandmother, but that's still my mom's mom first. So she must feel even worse. So I can't allow myself to feel any type of way. And now you have people living in their own world hurting in pain when they can literally connect that world and allow each other to, like, feel that sorrow and go through that grief together, which is so much easier than just going through grief by yourself. So, yeah. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's like you're talking to the mic, but you're talking really loud, and it feels like you're just yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know, we said adulting was hard. My other mic just broke down on me, so we're using one mic. All I need is <laughs> one mic. <laughs> we're DIYing. We're improving today. Yeah, we'll post a picture. It's pretty interesting. Thank you, uh, Sandy Hands. <laughs> 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 for being our mic stand right now. But, okay, another thing that I did learn from, like, my dad passing away is, like, how to be independent. That's, like, yeah. the one thing that I really learned because I've been pretty independent since, for, like, 10 years. Like, mm -hmm. since I moved away to Los Angeles to go to CSUN, like, I was literally on my own. Like, financial aid literally paid for everything mm. maybe my mom like paid for my rent like a couple of times but like the rest was like me like i had to get a job that's what paid like the bills for my apartment mm -hmm. and then when she got sick i would have to go back and forth to el segundo and like take care of her from like i would go to northridge to el segundo <laughs> like every weekend and so yeah i think that's like that I think that's how like I'm able to survive adulting today mm -hmm. because I learned to become independent when he passed away because my thing was like oh my dad just died like my parents are going to live forever mm. like I need to learn how to be on my own because like who's going to be there to like take care of me yeah you know like and I I'm an only child and I was always pretty like independent but uh -huh. that was like my reality check that my parents aren't gonna live forever i need to learn how to like make it on my own and yeah and you know it's it's really a blessing that you've been able to really navigate with that you know what i mean and it's crazy to me like i know so much of my world like I stated earlier, I had resentment, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I realized some of that resentment wasn't just off of what's going on in, in my life, but it was watching, like, media or other yeah. things and what family was supposed to be and all this jazz, and here it is, like, my dad and I just ourselves in California, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And I have all these relatives that I don't have a strong connection or shared like environment with. Mm-hmm. So felt I felt really disconnected because I'm consistently being bombarded of with ideas of what a family is supposed to be. And it wasn't until like I started college and going to sociology classes and learning like, yo, this fi- family dynamic isn't actually the family dynamic that we think like the world is or any of that jazz. It really is just like what what helps you survive. You know what I mean? Your parents, obviously, if you think of it from an animal instinct, is like they're supposed to equip you with tools to survive the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So either whether that be a better understanding of the world so that you can navigate it, whether it's sending you up financially, you know what I mean, in the future, or just giving you tools craft-wise, something. They're supposed to socially reproduce so that you can continue that line and hopefully be a good member of society and survive and be financially stable, especially in this climate. That's probably, like, the number one thing when it comes to adulting, just being financially stable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, like, also the hardest part about us moving, too. Yeah. Because... (laughs) What is your favorite thing about adulting? I can't wait to name this episode. (laughs) Uh, You know, honestly, I would say my favorite thing about... I'm not even going to lie. My favorite thing about adulting is that I... Most shame that I feel is generated by me now. Mm -hmm. I have gotten to the point where I don't feel reckless guilt and I say that in terms of like you know sometimes your parents would be like why are you sleeping go out and do something and it's like reckless guilt yeah reckless guilt you just have it just because or do you have it because like it's like you remember something and then it triggers you you know it would be more so that It's, it's like teachings that's um, passed down, so traditions, ideas, things that maybe your parents have taught you that are just like, this is what I want you to do, and now they become habits that you do. Oh, I understand. So it's like the expectations from your parents. There you go. There expectations you go. that you carry from your parents in your head. It's that like the Yoda voice telling you, use the force, Luke. That was a horrible reference because it was Ben telling Luke Skywalker to use the force all the time. But either way... Uh, yeah, it's it's those things. That's my favorite thing. I no longer have that I voice. Am your <laughs> and just so that you know, because I am a Star Wars nerd, I do understand that the saying was, "No, I am your father." Luke, I am your father. Once again, <laughs> when Luke was like, "What?" Darth Vader said, "No, I am your father." <laughs> There's a difference, because Luke Skywalker thought Darth Vader killed his dad, and Darth Vader was like, no, I didn't kill him. Anakin Skywalker. Hold on, right? I just didn't understand that the high ground was better. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, it's Anakin Skywalker. But yeah, it's that. It's the fact that I don't carry that uh, shame, so I can wake up and eat ice cream if I want to wake up and eat ice cream. Or I can sleep in if I want to sleep in, because to be completely honest, we overwork ourselves on a consistent basis. So, I'm happy that I can sleep in when I want to sleep in. Not that I can really sleep in, because Z wakes up at the crack of existence. (laughs) No matter what time we go to sleep, Z's like... She's up at like 7 in the morning. And she's like, you ready to do stuff? No. (laughs) No, I am not. But let's do it anyways, because I love you, girl. But what about you? Um... I don't know, because I feel like... 
after my dad passed away, I was pretty much an adult already. Mm -hmm. So I got to do a lot of things that I wanted when I was like a kid. But I think the one thing that I enjoy about being an adult is that there isn't this voice that's always like nagging me. Because that's what my mom did, was nag me. Was She was always like, like consistently telling me to do things and not giving me a break about doing them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get that feeling. Yeah. I have that now that I'm in a relationship. <laughs> I'm just um, joking. Get, oh, okay. I'm not going to edit that. I'm going to leave that in. Z doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> She's never going to listen to this. Like, I promise you. I love you. I hope you do listen to it, actually. I believe in you. I think you will. Maybe she's listening to the first episode right now. Who knows? I just think it would be funny for her to hear. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Uh, One, two, three, four, fifth. Um, what was I, I talking about? Adulting. What Things that we like about adulting. Also, I can find my shit. Like, that's the one thing I hated Because people about. weren't moving it. Yes. Mm. My mom would always move, like, my stuff. Like, I'll leave it there, and she'll move it. And I'm like, where's so-and-so? And, and I'm like, and she's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, it was just right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. For a second, I thought you were going to say, where's Waldo? Oh. <laughs> I'm not that oh. clever. That would have been funny. But, yeah, you are that clever, actually. You have really... Really good bars. Uh, yeah, it would it would be that. Uh, another thing in terms of adulting I, I feel that I really, really do appreciate is just the sense of things that I do is for me now and not to appease anybody in general. Like, overall, like, my life feels like it's my life and it's in my control rather than... The expectations. Once again, I guess it's dealing with expectations because expectations set are now the expectations I set for myself and not the expectations mm -hmm. set by anybody else. Yeah. So, well, I think... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that was it pretty much. Yeah, I think for me, that's like what I'm still trying to work on because I do have a mom that does need to be taken care of. Mm. And at the moment, I can't really take care of her because I'm going through my own shit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like... I still have to, there's all these expectations in my head because of this guilt that I feel because I am not able to take care of my mom. Yeah. So I know for me, that's like something that I really need to work with because I know in my culture, when our parents grow old, we have to take care of them. That mm. is, same. that is like, I don't know, what is it? The belief, the yeah. tradition, the that's how it goes type of thing and so but like no, the only culture that doesn't believe that are white people y yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> because every other culture is a uh community-based culture whereas yeah. their culture is the only one that's not community-based you can call your mom karen and she wouldn't get mad <laughs> if my my dad's name is my name there was one time where I said my name out loud, and he thought I was talking about him, and I thought I was—I thought it was it. I Did thought y'all weren't gonna see your boy anymore. And is he gonna like? There was a falcon punch coming my way. I was <laughs> like, man, I'm about to end up off screen, just a star. <laughs> I remember I called my mom by her like her name, and she got so mad at me. Like, her, there's this face that she makes when she gets really mad, and it almost looks like a 
a piranha and a cheetah put mm-hmm. together and mm-hmm. just like about to bite your head off. I still like have I can still pick PTSD. It. Yeah. <laughs> I I promise you while you were saying that, I just remembered the first time I heard Z call her mom by the first name and my life flashed before my eyes. I was like, dang, that's where I put those keys when I was five. <laughs> okay, this makes perfect sense. And she's and she still does it every once in a while and I give her that look from like have you ever seen that uh gif of the boy with the with the soda? And he's just like looking left and right, like, mm, I ain't a part of this. Every time she does it, I just kinda leave. I just go to the next room like I, I don't know when her mom's gonna finally explode and just be like, Listen, my name is not Gloria to you, it's mom. <laughs> That's how I feel whenever you two are like fighting. <laughs> I'm just like uh, <laughs> left, uh, right? Uh, uh moonwalk out of here I don't, I don't know but i'm just gonna sit here <laughs> it's funny because like i legitimately researched how to make smoke pellets when i was uh 20 just so that i had really good ways to leave conversations and escape <laughs> so so next time i end up in an awkward argument with somebody i could just throw one to the ground and disappear <laughs> run away all you hear is so there's this thing on tiktok so i wanted to think of the first thing that you think of go ahead okay so it goes, I'm an adult, and I have a job, which I make money with, and with that money, I buy... And you said the first thing that comes to yeah. mind? Food? Okay. There you go. <laughs> um, I'm an adult, and I have a job, and with that job that I make money with, I buy... Clothes! There you go. <laughs> Try it for yourself if you say video games. You're a nerd! Or if you say anime. Actually, who buys anime? Yo, for real. I mean, <laughs> Crunchyroll, I guess, is buying anime, but... Yeah. Do people buy DVDs? Says, like... Well, actually, I just bought the Your Name DVD Ooh. box set, which was, like, 50 bucks, so... There you go. Looks at, looks at my room and sees a giant Pikachu doll. A couple of gloomy bears is Pikachu towel. So basically, you're oh. calling the kettle black. You're a pot, and you're calling the kettle black. Isn't that like a Dutch oven? A kettle? Yeah. I thought it was a witch's oven. Oh. It's like a bowl, right? Anyways. Wait, why would it be an oven? Don't you put liquids in there? No. A cauldron? Kettle. A kettle. Next time on <laughs> Pop Culture Perspective. We may be talking about escapism. We may not be talking about escapism. You never know. We're going to escape from this episode right now. Thank you for supporting and listening. Have a great day. Have a great one, you guys. (laughs)